and welcome to Yahweh Reddit. I'm your host, Maggie. And I'm your other host, Laura. And today we are going to be picking up right where we left off. We are reading the Private series by Kate Bryan. Last time in the first Private series book, we meet Reed Brennan, who is priorly a public school girl turned private. That's basically a lot of Sexy. Sexy, okay. She runs into the Billings girls who are really popular, really hot, really cool, have a lot of money, mm-hmm. and becomes one of them at the end of the first book. And along the way of the first book, she falls in love with this guy, Thomas. And at the end of the first book, Thomas is missing. And there's a lot of drama, a lot of mystery. Drama, we don't boys, know where he posture. went. Yeah, so we basically pick up in this book where everybody's uh, drunk in the woods. They do woods parties. Woods parties. They do woods parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and book two of the private series is all about Reed trying to figure out and know where Thomas went and get into this very incredibly yeah. exclusive event. Uh, listeners, I'll be honest. This book jumps around a lot. This book just jumps around a weird, weird, weird amount. Like, mm-hmm. it kept ping-ponging from, like, weird plot point to weird plot point to weird plot point. And we get very derailed from, like, the Reed needs to go to this party to find Thomas. And yes. then, like, on page, like, 200, it's just like, yep, Reed still needs to go to this party. I'm like, oh, right, right, right. That's what we're doing here. I will say this one was a lot more cohesive than the first book because it yeah. completely X'd out school. School and extracurricular activities, so we don't That's have to fair. talk about the chapters, but we're like, she kind of has soccer practice. Yeah. Well, and also, but also my issue with this book is, um, this version, not this version, this, uh, edition, is there's so many just three-page chapters. Yeah. And I'm like... Could we have just, like, kind of put some things together and then changed the chapter? I feel like that would have made a lot more sense. Oh, for sure. It really picked up at page 200. Yeah. But the, the whole journey there was was a journey. It was a That's journey to get there. Um, so, without further ado, let's dive in. We're at this party. It's mm-hmm. illegal. They're hot, young teens getting drunk in the woods. Yeah, she's in the woods with the classic crew. We got Dash, Josh, Noel, Kieran, Taylor, Ariana, Gage, and some new guy. And some new guy. We got Wit. He Whitaker, is back yeah. from East Asia. And these people don't really give a shit about him. No, he's super rich. He is, like, the richest person at this school. Mm-hmm. Um, he and says a lot of things like, my grandma. Yeah. Well, people say that often, Maggie. Well, well, like, my grandma has money. Not like, like, he casually drops his grandma into conversation too much. To, yeah. And that's a telling say, sign he has money. I, he, he talks very formally, and that's kind of his whole thing. His thing is that he's, like, a massive dude. He's both tall, very wide, and he has, like, a very, like, a fancy voice. Yes. And I told Laura this earlier this week, but if you have seen F-Boy Island, I don't know why I picture Garrett from F-Boy Island, but Reed does say he is... Wit is borderline obese. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And I'm just, it's so weird. Um, it's just weird. They kind of shit on Walt. He doesn't, like, do anything bad. He's just kind of annoying. He's just very old Like, school. I was really annoyed by him. He's very m'lady. Yeah, he just, like, he has a way of just butting himself into things. And it's just like, dude, shut the fuck up. Take yeah. a seat. Um, but also Natasha's at this party. And she's being, like weirdly sus she takes pictures of her and reed being like i hope we can start a new chapter together let's Mm -hmm. take a picture together Mm -hmm. and then noelle is like 
oh, Reed, I want you to meet this boy. And then Noelle also sus is like, Walt, this is the girl I was telling you about. You two should go off together. And she just, like, shoves them off into into the night. Yeah, and Kate Bryan does the thing that Kate Bryan loves to do where Reed, arguably very drunk, gets into a little trauma where Wit kisses her, but... She doesn't want to kiss Wit. She's yeah. like, my boyfriend is missing. But she's, I, she's like, on her mind. Mm, but I'm not gonna stop this. She describes him kissing her as a, a she felt like a CPR doll. And I thought that was hilarious. That's pretty tragic. But it also gives you such a good visual about how uncomfortable this kiss is. This is, you know, and sometimes I feel like I get that. Where you pick up steam, you kind of are doing your philanthropy of fucking ugly people after your first breakup, and I think that that's what Reed is going through. Yeah. Is that pain. So, all the girls are like, use him, he has wealth. And, and she kisses him, she's like, whatever, I want She's like, I don't know, I'm drunk, whatever. Um, and she says she also doesn't want to embarrass him. When it's just like, Reed, you don't need to be this nice to people. I know. Um, and I always hate crutching on the, maybe she has a closeted crush on Noelle thing. Because those are rooted in homophobia. But genuinely. It does, the later. The she writes about Noelle, and she only kisses Wit for Noelle's approval. Honestly, we'll, we'll get to this later in the book, because there's literally a scene where I was like, it seems like she's in I know love which one you're with thinking. Noelle. We'll, oh my gosh, yes. we'll get there. Um, so next morning, wakes up. Hella dr- uh, hungover, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Arise and shine, uh, little hungover girl." Yeah. And then this is where we're introduced to the plot of Reed is now going through a hazing with them, where she's going to be their little Cinderella, and all she has to do uh, every single morning and evening is is clean and make everyone's beds. Yeah, she refers to herself as an indentured servant at some point, which sure, but she cleans up uh, people's rooms and learns that there are side characters in this universe. There's, like, Rose, There's Cheyenne. too many side characters. Every time we, like, mention, like, the girls from Bradwell that aren't Constance, I'm like, I forgot who this person was. Yeah. Like, I forgot that Rose and Cheyenne were in Billings. Like, mm-hmm. they could have been either way. But she's cleaning up uh, these people's rooms, and then she heads to the cafeteria, and this is where she gets wind of... This thing called the Legacy, which is the party that Reed is trying to get a invitation only, named after the book, to, so she Topical. can get into because she thinks that Thomas might be there. Yeah, because everyone's like Thomas would not miss this party. Her and Josh is still like I have no idea where he is. He's like my best friend, but everyone's like a buzz with this party. But even like. You just can't get in because you're a Billings girl. Like, you have to be old money. That's how you get into this party. Yeah. They even go as far as saying celebs would die to go to these. But the gift baskets are, like, $1,000 each. And I feel like celebs go to parties where the gift baskets are, like, $70,000. Like, they're, like, yeah, here's a yacht. Exactly, yeah. They're, like, here's, like, a lifetime massage gift certificate and also a robe that's made of snakes that are alive. Yeah, I don't think celebrities would want to go to this party. To get a belt. To hang out with high schoolers. No, absolutely not. Um, so, yeah, we kind of, like, learn, like, okay, big big plot of this book is we're trying to get to this party to find Thomas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we go to the assembly, um, and then we have, you know, the, the, the dean who's bringing up, like, Thomas is still gone, and they're bringing in a detective to question people. Mm-hmm. So that's, like... Plot number two, essentially. But yeah. boy, does it get swept under the rug a ton. Yeah, they're like, we're going to question everyone on campus, which seems really unnecessary. I get he's yeah. a drug dealer, but he's not important. How does yeah. everyone on campus know him? 
Because he's a drug dealer. <laughs> I do love that prior to this about the legacy, she learned, oh, well, I do have to be nice to Wit, I guess, because um, everyone wants Wit. And she does describe Wit big as a mountain on a clear day. So if you need a description for the man that she hates, it's, it's big as a mountain on a clear day. Do we think, though, now that I'm thinking about it, do we think Wit can lay pipe? Maybe. He might be. Because he's pretty, like, held back and is so proper that I feel like he, he definitely has a lot of kinks. Yeah. And it could be Oh, he's alive. probably, yeah, he's probably got some, some weird kinks that you don't hear of a ton. Yeah. I think that he would let loose, but then later would be like, we never talk about what happened there. <laughs> That's so funny to think about. Wit is, like, one of those people you meet and you could never picture him having sex with someone. Yeah, and then one of your friends does out of curiosity for the entire friend group, and she's yeah. like, honestly? They're like... It wasn't the worst. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, but yeah, Ariana, after this uh, assembly, also sus as fuck. She's like, well, what are you going to say to the detective? Yeah. And like, Reed's like, I, I don't know. He literally just got here. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, like, and Reed's just kind of like, I don't know where Thomas is. And Ariana's like, mm, okay, I see you. Sure you don't. And it's like, Reed's like, yeah, I, I don't. So like, that was weird. That was Ariana and her piercing blue eyes. Then she just floats into heaven. Yeah. She d- disappears she into just, a puff of smoke. It seems like she's always she's, disappearing. She feels like a little waif, doesn't she? Yeah. Like, kind of just, like, I feel like she's always, like, floating instead of, like, actually walking places. I genuinely imagine her as a cloud. The rest are people, and she's a cloud. She kind of reminds me of, have you seen The Muppets Christmas Carol? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Well, the, uh, um... There's a the ghost of Christmas past is like this glowing little child. Oh, okay. And it's very like very ethereal skin, and that's kind of how I picture Ariana looking as a teenage girl. I could see that. Yeah. I think that we are on the same page about that. Yeah, very yeah, very like, you know, could have been dead for 15 years, but yeah. And the next day she's cleaning one of the Billings girls' rooms and they're like referred to as like London and someone else. I don't know. They call oh, them twins. London and Vienna. I, I wrote eye roll because I was like, nobody calls them the Twin Cities. These characters are throwaways. Why are we giving them a weird story? I knew it was Twin something. I was going to say Twin Towers, so I'm happy it's Twin Cities. <laughs> and they ask Reed, they're like, what's up with Wit? Like, you with him? Because all the girls want to fuck Wit. And she's like, why? And they're like, um. Because he's, he's so hot. And he's the only one with a plus one to the legacy. Done. And so now Rita's like, all right, well, I got to I gotta use the uh, biggest mountain on a clear day, Walt. Got to climb climb that mountain like a, like a, I don't know how you climb mountains, like an expedition. Got a free solo that mountain. Oh, that's a good one. Write that down. Write that down. I'm going <laughs> Um... Yeah, and so then we get to, uh, Reed's finally, like, in her own room, and she happens to find a typed letter from Thomas sandwiched between one of the books she's reading for class. Yes, and I did tell Laura this earlier, that this is a very important letter, but one that I want to get to at the end of the episode to build suspense, and also because... There is a crazy thing that happens later on, and it ties back to this. And I'm going to be honest, Meg. I will get to this letter, but right out of the game to say, it feels so fake. This letter does. doesn't feel real. It does not feel and, real. And my also big concern here is she starts being like, maybe I should just not tell the police about this letter. Yeah. And I'm like, you dumb bitch. Tell the police. Yeah. Don't be, don't be like that. 
She is in a tizzy. That is not a smart decision. She's trying to figure out what to do when her roommate, Natasha, otherwise known as subplot number two, (laughs) shows up with incriminating photo evidence of Reed drunk kissing Wit. And she says she will turn this into the dean and get Reed expelled if Reed doesn't find evidence that proves that Noelle did, in fact, kick out Natasha's old roommate, Leanne. Yes. So now we have our three plots. Rhee needs to yes. get to the party. Rhee needs to find evidence because she's being blackmailed, blackmailed, blackmailed by Natasha. Yes. And then she also has to uh, figure out what she's going to tell this detective as he his presence is still on this campus. Yes. That's the book. We'll do check-ins. That's yes, really smart. That's smart. For this series, we'll do check-ins. We got well because honestly, the way Kate Bryan writes is she really does jump between things very oh quickly. God, yeah. And sometimes, like, we forget about things, and then suddenly we're brought brought up again. Like, I kept forgetting about the detective thing, and then suddenly the te- detective would be like, Hello, Reed, on my morning stroll. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, right, there's a detective in this book. Whereas the first two subplots that Laura brought up, those weren't necessary enough. No. Yeah. It was, we would have done fine without the Thomas one, but alas. Yeah. So, Reed, on her way, is scurrying to class, because apparently within all this, she's still at school. Yeah. Who knew? Oh, crazy. So hard to be a teen these days. I know. (laughs) And Wit is there because he wants to apologize of taking advantage of her while she was drunk. Um, And she's like, oh, geez, it's really okay, but they agree to be friends, which I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, seems like it's a nail in the coffin on that issue. And then we also, like, right after this, we get a debriefing of how, like, these questionings are going with the detective. We find out Dash was in there for an hour. We find out Kieran left hers crying. So we're like, oh, okay, so these are not fun. People yeah. are having a bad time during these. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then we also find out immediately after that, like I said, we jump around a lot. We run into Constance, our roommate from first book, and we find out she has the biggest crush on Walt. Not like a, oh, I want him for his legacy invitation. Like, she thinks he is the hottest person. Yeah. Which is very sweet. Very cute. They're old family friends. They grew up together. He knew her during her obsession phase. It seems like it could work out. Um, And I'm going to, I have to bring something up because I could have sworn in book one, when we first meet Constance, she says she has a boyfriend at a different school. She does. Yeah. I swear they talk about this in this book and she's like well I mean this is just like a fantasy like it doesn't matter you know yeah but then we never hear anything about this other boyfriend so I don't know if this is just a weird plot hole that's what I'm that's probably what it is I think it's a weird plot hole yeah also I don't know I well actually I was gonna say I assume months have passed at this point but yeah I doubt it because Thomas is well it's also yeah it's also we're approaching the Halloween legacy party so it's only October yeah but luckily Constance like wait crisis averted yeah or is it because Uh-oh. Wit, at lunch the next day, in a friends-only move, gives her fucking diamond earrings. Hey, Maggie, how many of your friends have given you diamond earrings? That is not a friend thing. I wouldn't even get my girlfriend diamond earrings, and I'm almost 30. My boyfriend has gotten me, like, fun earrings. Yeah. He got me ones that are, like, bejeweled beetles that hang, and they're really cool, but, like, they were not... They're not diamonds. My diamond earrings was an ex got me Lucas Scott and Nathan Scott separate <laughs> earrings from One Tree Hill. Aww. So I guess I have received diamond earrings. <laughs> Two diamonds right here. That's so funny. But I don't think I would want diamond earrings because I would be so I afraid. I would that. never wear them because I'd be like, mm, too expensive. Yeah. 
Yep. But anyway, everyone's like, whoa, expensive earrings. Yeah, Constance is a little upset about this. Yeah, and everyone's like, wow, Reed, moving on fast. And she's like, I am not. We're just friends. Mm. I know. There's lots of pressure on Reed here. Natasha and Josh are making jabs because they're like, what would Thomas think? Like, can everyone chill out? Yeah. Maybe listen to her. She set boundaries. And also, don't you all have school to think about? Yeah, where is where is anyone in this? Where's Miss Naylor? Where's the guy who he she was trying to get fired for being an alcoholic? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Um, but then immediately after this, Natasha is like, Reed, I'm checking in. What have you found? And Reed is like, absolutely nothing. I've not been paying attention to this plot. Uh, <laughs> and she feels kind of bad because Kieran, after her confessional with the police, kind of comforted her. And also Kieran had a birthday where she gave them all presents. So she doesn't want to do incriminating stuff. No. These are her friends, apparently. Yeah, but then Kieran's also being a little sus after this detective questioning. She's like, I'm here for emotional support. And then Kieran's also like, but what do you know? I know. It's so weird. It's, there's a lot of, like... Instead of invitation only, this book could have just called, like, everyone suspicious. That's really good. <laughs> we should track down Kate Bryan and ask her to rename it. Yeah, to be like, hey, when you do, like, the 20-year re-release of this. For your small group of loyal followers like and us. They have to exist. I know. Um, and I also don't understand, because at this point in this book, like, you know, Reese, like, been going back and forth about, like, trying to find this evidence Mm-hmm. against her her friends. Yeah. But at no point does she, like, go to her friends to talk oh, about it. That's what I was thinking, too. Maggie, I'm going to be honest. Somebody was like, Laura, I'm going to blackmail you. You have to find evidence against Maggie because I think they did this thing. I'd be like, yeah, okay, oh, no, I'm so scared. And I would go to you and be like, hey, what are we going to do about this? Because we need to figure out something or else I'm fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, that's when you go... Mm, five heads is better than mine. Let's yeah. go solve it together. Exactly. Especially if these are your friends, you shouldn't be afraid of no. approaching them with problems like this. But she is, which is telling of what kind of friends they are. Yeah. Maybe they're not friends. Maybe they're not friends. Which, uh, she sneaks through Kieran and Taylor's room, so obviously maybe she's thinking they're also not friends. And, yeah. And, uh, on Kieran's side, she finds a box of treats tucked into the back of her closet and learns, uh, she has an eating disorder, which is very sad. And Taylor struggles really hard with, like, feelings of self-doubt. She has pieces of papers that she wrote, uh, I am good enough over and over again on. So, humanizing these characters yeah. a little bit. They're still bitches, but yeah, and human and, bitches. And I'm gonna be honest, some of this stuff felt very sus to me. Like, I was weirded out by this. I was like, I don't, I, so, like, a part of me was like, I feel like they planted this shit to be found. You when know, I was reading it. Because Rose had that moldy cupcake or whatever stuck yeah. between her bed. I was kind of confused why Kieran would keep, like, perfectly stashed ho-hos in the back of her closet. Yeah. Wouldn't they deteriorate over time? Yeah. Or they'd be smashed? Yeah, I don't really know. I don't know. Anyways, the next day is a dual soccer game against Barton School. Oh, we also she also found um, Dash's nudes in Noelle's room. Now we're going to the soccer game. Yes, Dash's <laughs> news, which, thank God, we need to know what he Honestly, like I think Dash sounds very hot from, like, the few things we've heard about him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they seem like a power couple. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, soccer game. We're here. Soccer game. We're, we're here. We're family. We're finally here. It's a three, three-page chapter where Wit is trying to hit on Reed again. Reed swerves him for Constance. That's That's, that's it. it. Um, and then there's, a uh, more talk about the legacy party, because we don't want to forget that plot line. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and and this is like when Reed is really like, she's heard it so many times, but this is when she's kind of like, oh my god, everybody wants to be with Wit because of like the legacy. That's why I'm getting so many weird looks about like hanging out with him mm-hmm. is because people think I'm using him, even yeah. though it's like we've been like teased this that that's the reason the entire time, but this is really like full clarity now. My favorite part of her getting weird looks is when she thinks it's because of her crusty old jacket, and she's like, you know what, maybe I don't wear Prada and Dior, like, the girl's here, oh my gosh, I'm gonna need to call my dad and ask if I can afford one Land's End jacket, and I looked up Land's End jackets, and they're like $260. They're expensive! And I was like, I'm sorry, is that supposed to be a poor people thing? That is not related. No, Land's End jackets are expensive. That and L.L. Bean don't even get me started. God, but she swerves wait for Constance, and things are kind of looking up. Constance is excited to talk about long-time crush wit. Reed found some nudes of Dash, and she also found a trunk with a false bottom in Ariana's room that had a secret computer. Uh-oh. Yeah. Which is like, why would you keep a computer in a trunk? That's a weird spot for it. Um, but yeah. And Natasha is turning the heat up. She So she, to figure out possible leads on Ariana's password, she fakes having a research paper about like data intelligence and hacking into yeah. computers. And people kind of plant what their passwords might be, and it kind of gets Reed thinking. Yeah, so Reed's like, I don't know how I'm going to find this password, but I need to. Um, and then she runs into Ariana, and Ariana's like, oh, you're like, you're, uh, you write, right? Like, you should come to the school newspaper meeting with me. Yeah. And Reed's like so in such a fluster because she was just snooping around her room that she's like, yeah, okay, I'm a writer. I would love to go to the, the newspaper meeting with you. Yeah, Reed doesn't want to get to know these girls out of genuine interest in being their friends. Reed wants to get to know these girls to figure out how to blackmail them. So all in all, these friendships are so healthy. So uh, I remember being 18. <laughs> I love They were like, no, they were like 15 and it's 16, I guess. I know. Being in situations like this all the time takes me back. It, oh, it's so memorable. I, mean, I remember this. I definitely did this. I didn't just like sit alone in my basement in my parents' house and just like watch TV for hours. No, I definitely went to a private school <laughs> where we all had our own dorms yeah, when we were 16. Absolutely. And I had, and I had like three people. laptops and it was... <laughs> Let me tell you. Let me tell you, those were the days. The maintenance on those three laptops alone. Oh, so much money. It cost us our summer house. <laughs> My parents took a third mortgage on their beach house in the Hamptons to buy me another laptop. So I just had to have a fourth one. And who is Kate Bryan writing this I don't, for? I really don't know. I have no idea. Uh, but anyway, there's this weird moment after the, the, the quill, that's what the newspaper is called, and Arnie is like snapping at Reed because yeah. Reed didn't seem interested and... Ariana's like, you don't have to, like, lie to me. You can just say you're not interested. And Reed's just like, okay, I'm not. Yeah. It was weird. It was very strange. I don't know. Ariana has unnecessary mood swings. Yeah, she does. You know, joke's on Ariana because Reed does get into her fucking computer. And don't worry, everybody. She brings a floppy disk to copy down any evidence that she might need. That was really sweet. That brought me back to dial up. Well, Internet here's the thing, though, Meg. This book came out in, like, 2004? Maybe 2002? Mm. 2006. Floppy disks are already outdated by 2006. We were, we're using flash drives now. No laptop had a floppy disk. I thought a floppy disk, it wasn't a CD. 
You know what's crazy, actually? They made us bring floppy disks to middle school in 2006. Really? In my middle school, it was always, we had to bring, you had to buy, like, a $50 jump drive for your typing class. Huh. Yeah. We had to do floppy disks. Weird. Because, yeah, floppy disks were out, uh, on their way out. Me and Laura are learning right now that we lived in two different realms of existence, we, so please <laughs> stand Maggie, by. Did we cross over into the same universe? When did we link up on timelines? I have no idea. Maybe when, maybe comedy studies when we met. That was just a, a breach in the portal, and that's when everyone joined together. Probably. So yeah. they exist in my my world. Yeah, in my world, floppy disks like stopped being a thing in 1999. Interesting. Well, I don't know. They have floppy disks in this book. Yeah, and but they have laptops that floppy disks use. Um, so it's not like a CD-ROM? Floppy disks, they were like that black little square. They were like flat. Yes. And they were like kind of gray, and you would like put them... They had like... They didn't go into the CD drive. There was a mm. drive underneath the CD drive usually, and that's where the floppy disks went. I remember went. that. Oh, memories. Yeah. They're oh. old. Very, very old. Well, she copies everything from Ariana's computer onto the floppy disks. Because she does find some evidence. She does. She finds a yeah. crib sheet, which I didn't realize crib sheets are something people write down all the answers to a test on. It's just like all the answers to a test. They oh. call them crib sheets. I didn't know. I was like, I don't know what a crib sheet is. And I didn't look it up either. I was just like, cool, they use that to cheat. And, and then I dismissed it. Yeah. And then they also found an AIM conversation between Noelle and Ariana, um, basically saying they're going to get Leanne thrown out to get Reed into Billy. Yeah, saucy. Which we knew. Which we knew. But it's a messy situation. She asks Josh, what should I do? And he says, turn in the people in this hypothetical situation. Wit says no. Yeah, Wit Wit butts himself into the conversation, being like, couldn't help but overhear this very salacious conversation you're having. (laughs) That's what he says, and then he tips his head. Yeah, lady. and he goes, "Oh no, let me let me change into my fresh white gloves." Um, I can't talk about something this incriminating without wearing my handkerchief. I picture him always with those like uh those suit coats that have the tails. He has a three piece suit. Yeah, like the ones that they're like, "Let me just play the piano." Yeah, no, yes, yeah, so I've been practicing my accordion. Um, but yeah, he butts himself in his conversation, uh, and is like, "Reed, you can't tell on your friends." They're your friends. And Reed's like, fuck, you're right. And then he goes, Milady, also a fair maiden, while I have your time, perhaps you join me in the city for my birthday? <laughs> he invites her to Boston. Yeah. And uh, Reed's like, ah, oh, shit, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Reed. She's got it. She's like, she's, I don't really know, but she spent the night drinking with Noelle, Kieran. Taylor and Ariana, and they can't even get into the legacy, so now she's like, well, fuck, I have to go to his birthday. And this wine scene, I think this happened after Walt interrupted her. Yes. Um, This wine scene, this is when I was like, this girl has the biggest crush on Noelle. Because she's like, because mm-hmm. after Reed found this evidence, she's, you know, she goes up, and after she's like, okay, I can't tell on them, I need to talk to them, and they're all sexy drinking wine in the candlelight like they did in the first book. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Reed, come in. We're playing I Never. Ha, 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 ha. Mm. And Reed's like, uh, okay. Um, And Reed goes, I never had sex in a car. And everyone's like, oh, Reed, you're so remedial. And they all finish their wine. Yeah. And Reed starts to confront them. And Noelle 
because uh, like Reed's like I don't want to be involved with Wit anymore and Noelle like stands up and like strengths down to like look at her and Reed was like I was just so intimidated to make eye contact with her but then I realized when I looked down I could see down her shirt entirely so I did decide to look into her eyes you know what's crazy is my homoerotic scene is a completely really different it's one not this one so that is that is I thought we I were going to have Reed, the same no, one. No, I think Reed might be gay. Okay, this makes sense. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm really excited for us to... <laughs> to get to my homoerotic scene? I know, and I know in the click we like really were pushing no, for I Nasty and Claire. Is, yeah. But I think this has more concrete evidence. This has so much more concrete evidence. While Reed is snooping on her friends, we're snooping on Reed's secret because lesbianism towards her friends. changing and being like, naked in your PJs around like your girlfriend because is now weird, but when you hyper-focus on she's, it... She's like always admiring... Every time she sees Noelle take her clothes off, she's always admiring her birthmark and how pretty it is. Yes. Because like, um, like, Noelle has this huge birthmark across her stomach. Mm-hmm. And it's so... It feels so intimate the way it's written. Yes. Yeah. No, I know. I know oh, and saying. I think I know what you seen you're talking about, and yeah. we're going to get to it, because I agree that was my second backup evidence. But anyway, so Reed's like, oh, great, can't, I don't know so what to Reed's do. So like, Reed's like, God, I want to be with Noelle, but I have to go on this date with Wit, so yeah. she meets Wit to go on his birthday dinner date. <laughs> this is when she goes, shit, I really miss Thomas. Yeah, he gives her flowers, and she's like, I don't want to do this, but... Anyways, they go in their little sports car to Boston. They zoom into their the city. Their little beep beep zoom zoom to Boston. And she's never been to the city. She's loving it. This bitch is, like, amazed by Boston, but it does feel like, um... Like, Kate Ryan just, like, Googled what's in Boston, and that's how Reed describes it. Oh, yeah? Uh, like, we zipped along the water past huge hotels in the state-of-the-art aquarium. I struggled to keep my mouth closed. I was actually in Boston, home to Boston College and MIT, the Boston Bean and Boston Cream Pie, site of the infamous tea party and a million other historical events. Whitaker could really take me places. And I was like, okay, Google, thank you for telling me everything I can see in Boston. Whitaker could really take me places. Boston, cream of the crop. I love that. <laughs> and I was like, the things, like, she was talking about were two colleges and the tea party that happened 300 years ago. Yeah. Also, <laughs> isn't Harvard there? Wouldn't Harvard be one of the ones that you would bring up first? Yeah. MIT, maybe that might be good. Yeah, I feel like Boston Cream Pie probably wouldn't be in it either. I don't, I don't know. Anyways. I would have, the scene would have been better if she got Boston and Philadelphia confused and she kept really hoping to see the Liberty Bell. <laughs> maybe she's like, where is it? And then Walt's like, oh, honey. I will say, Kate Brian, that was poor Googling, but I do like that the, <laughs> the avenue where they describe where they're going to this restaurant, because I pictured like brick cobblestone. Yeah. And they go into this very fast, fancy restaurant, but it's very, it's really backwards. It's very old-fashioned. Yeah, and, and boy, does Reed embarrass herself. Yeah, they don't even give the women a menu, and when she asks for a menu, he's like, oh, a scoff, a guffaw. Uh, the uh, women don't uh, order for uh, themselves. Reed, you silly little bean. You're not supposed to order. I'm supposed to order for you. He literally says, I like that you're so independent. And it's like, she she just asked for a menu. I would also want to see what I'm going yeah. to Yeah. Uh, he was just gonna order her uh, three leaves of lettuce. 
Because she's not that hungry. Because even for people that I've been dating for a long time, I don't want them to order for me because some nights I want different things. It makes yeah. sense. Like, I've had people order for me of like, hey, this is what I'm going to order, but I'm going to the bathroom, but if the server comes, like, can you get me this? That makes sense. Yeah, because that's like a normal situation to be in. I feel like me and my partner do that often. Yeah. Um, and... She's mad about this, but then she kind of feels bad because she's like, why aren't you with the guys? And the guys didn't want to be with him. The, no one the wants guys to be were, with him. The guys were busy that night, and Reed's like, well, fuck, now I feel bad. No one wants to hang out with Wit on his birthday. Wit just is um, a milady. He's just a m- little milady milord. Milord, and no one And Reed's a him. land's end. It just doesn't work. <laughs> we come from two different worlds. <laughs> And they have a fine dinner. It's not really yeah. explained. But on the way back, they get a, a $100 worth of scratch-offs, which sounds very fun. That sounds very fun. Reed decides, like, you know what? I'm going to make the best of this situation. And Reed's mm-hmm. like, you know what? Now that I, like, looked at this dinner of, like, I'm just hanging out with a friend, mm-hmm. I was having a lot of fun. But then it gets super backwards again because Reed was like, if he decides to kiss me, I'm going to let him because... I don't want to embarrass him on his birthday. And it's like, Reed, you cannot do that. That's so manipulative. She also still is gunning for that legacy. But I don't know, the whole thing yeah. is up. But they do kiss and Constance sees and it's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, and then, the, yeah, pretty much right after that, Constance, like, tells her off and is like, you're not a good friend. You're, you lied to me. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, and Reed starts to spiral. She's like, fuck, that was the only real friend I had here. Yeah. The Billings girls are all I have left. I need to go to them and come clean immediately about everything. This might have been my favorite scene in the book. One of mine. Oh, it was awesome. This is the homoerotic. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Because this is when they, they go... Oh, honestly, maybe it was Ariana. Anyways... Reed goes to Noelle. She knocks on the door. Noelle's there. She's dressing in these ball gowns, this black ball gown. Ariana has a paper flat stomach. She's in a little thong. So is Noelle. And she is like, hey, listen, Natasha is blackmailing me. She wants me to get incriminating evidence on you guys throwing Leanne out so I can get kicked out of Easton, I don't know what to do, and they are unbothered. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay, we'll talk about this later, and Reed's like, no, we should talk about this now, and they're like, no, we'll talk about it later, and they're like, and Reed's like, didn't you hear me, and they're like, yeah, we heard you. They're just so casual, so calm, so cool. So casual, that, because that's when Noelle takes off the dress, because she's like, I don't know, and she is in a thong, and yeah. she's talking about her birthmark again. again. So that was when I was like, this is very homoerotic. Yeah. You don't notice someone's in a thong unless you're like, oh, they're in a thong. Yeah, and then you're just drooling, and then you're like, oh, no. Yeah. And they're like, Daddy, chill. We have other things we need to attend to. There is a gold ballroom dress in your room. Get prepared. We're going on Amtrak. We we leave at midnight, essentially. Yes. And she doesn't really get why the girls aren't changing, but then they get on the Amtrak and the girls are changing in front of the guys in their thongs. Thongs are dropped a lot. They have to be. It was the early 2000s. And she's like, oh, I get it. And then Josh sits down next to her and is like, I'm excited you're going to this. Let's have a good time. Let's not think about Thomas and everything. And it's like... And you're kind of like, they're like flirting a little bit, but not like... In an obvious way. No. And it's, like, honestly really nice. I didn't get it until, like, for a second they were, like, talking and being sincere. And then she was, like, I saw his eye line drop down to my lips like they were going to kiss. And I was, like, oh, I want this. Yeah. I wanted it really This bad. is, like, the best, I think, um, relationship 
we've seen written in any of the books we've read so far. Because it feels genuine. Friends. Yeah, they're on the same team regardless. Yeah, exactly. Because it wasn't like, it's not a nail over the head, like, I like him. It was just kind of like, a, I'm really glad that this person's here talking to me. Yeah, and it's yeah. never deemed like he's alone because he's unattractive. It's yeah. just he's like, he keeps to himself and he seems intense, <laughs> which so, I love. I'm so nervous that we're saying all of this now of how excited we are. And then like in four books, Joshua's going to be the most toxic person ever. You know what? Let's, uh, blind hope, optimism. Let, let us pray. Exactly. In Josh's name, we pray. <laughs> then Wit sits down and is like, Josh, you're in my seat. Whatever. And he goes, oh, whoop, let me get past you. Um, and then they go to the party. Yep, they head out into the New York City nightlife. They're walking down Park Avenue. Reed's never been. And Reed's also still, like, can't have fun, though, because, like, in the back of her head, she's still so nervous because she's like, why weren't they phased by the fact that I know that they got Leanne kicked out? Yeah, but they get there. They go up to this gated doorman, and they're like, look at our gold necklaces and our gold legacy cufflinks. We belong. And he's like, welcome. Yeah. And welcome. So they're on Park Avenue. There's a private elevator up to the two-floor penthouse place of Park Avenue where deco chandeliers and windows overlooking Central Park are. It's very pretty. It's yeah. It's rich. It's rich. You know? And it's like, we need to get a good place for this guy who's making the welcoming speech. And it's just all about how, like, debauchery and sex happen there. It's like, yeah. what's the Vegas one? It's like, what happens uh, in Vegas? Yeah, that's basically it. They're like, what happens in Legacy stays in the walls of the Legacy dungeon. <laughs> I pictured it a lot as that Gossip Girl episode, the Masquerade Ball. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've all seen that one. Um, we do. Uh, but yeah, and then... You know, no, they're, like, dancing, and Reed's kind of, like, to wit, like, I'll find you later, and he goes, or I'll find you later, and she goes, uh-huh, okay, mm-hmm. and she's just dancing with her friends, and then Noelle's just like, hey, you need to enjoy this, and Reed was like, well, fuck, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> yeah, it is very weird and cryptic, but whatever, they're yeah. in the ballroom, there's, there's velvet everywhere, it's very yeah. fancy. And then, here's the big kicker, Reed sees Thomas. She does. And she she runs after him. And she's just, like, yelling. Yes. And And this guy doesn't hear her. Keeps walking. Mm -hmm. And then she goes behind, like, a curtain partition. And as she gets closer, she realizes it's not Thomas. And he's, like, afraid of this woman yelling at him. So he just, like, leaves. He does. And she's like, why was he so uncomfortable? I mean, that was just a weird interaction. And then she turns. And Natasha and Leanne are making out. And this is my other evidence for why I think Reed is is gay. Okay, do you tell. Be- because when she she's she talks to Natasha and Leanne, and that's they they kind of are like, hey, please don't tell anybody about this. Natasha's like, I'm out to my parents. They're cool with it. Leanne isn't. We need to keep this under wraps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Natasha comes clean, being like, hey, I'm not blackmailing you because I want to blackmail you. Noelle is blackmailing me into blackmailing you mm-hmm. uh, because they're testing you. Um, yeah. But, like, she's like, but please just don't tell Leanne. Like, I I don't want this. But then the way um, Reed watches their relationship and talks about how in love yeah. they are, yeah. when it's just, like, it's also, it reads as a way that she doesn't, she realizes she never had that love with Thomas, and it's kind of, like, almost like she's envious of that. It is That's, very intimate. Yeah. yeah, it's, again, very intimately written. Because Natasha's like, I am doing this to protect Leanne, and she kisses her forehead, and she does say it's very tender. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so now we got three concrete pieces of evidence. Yeah. Um, 
But then this begs the big question before we even go to what's next. So now that we know that Natasha's blackmailing, getting blackmailed into blackmailing, essentially. Yeah. What a twist. Um, did Leanne actually cheat then? We never find out. I don't think so. It's pretty open-ended because after this, Reed goes and obviously confronts Noelle and is like, I need to talk to all of you guys. Yeah. And they make up, you know, their excuses. Like, we need to make sure we trust you. Now we know we trust you. You're in. You're one of us. And they're also, like, laughing, being like, oh, my God, I can't believe we kept this up this long. This is so funny that we did this. It's very humiliating. Yeah. But it is interesting that you bring that up because she does ask Noelle, well, did Leanne end up treating? Because I found those crib sheets and I found your DMs. And Noelle is like... Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. That's what she says. Yeah. I don't think she cheated. Obviously, it was planted, I think. I don't know. So they could get Rita. But yeah, but then wouldn't Natasha still be mad? I honestly think that she realizes she just has no power in the face of Noelle. Maybe. I guess I'll never... I don't know, because it feels like there's something more to it, though. I At least I want there to where be. Where Noelle was elected the CEO of Billings or whatever. When did that come along? I don't know. Um, so then party ends. Rita yeah. has her fun. She's on the train with Josh. Reed tells Whit, no, I want to be friends. And he's like, that's fine. I mean, you used me for the party. I would feel a little used at that point. Yeah, but maybe Walt's used to people using him. Yeah. I don't Um, know. She goes, you know, sits next to Josh, and they're, like, sleepily drunk and talking. And it's really cute. She ends up, like, sleeping on his lap. It's, I'm really shipping these two. I really, I really hope, I hope they're done right. Yeah. They get home and they need to sneak back into their dorms. They're on the soccer field. There's like a fog that's fallen. But everyone's awake. Yeah. It's sunrise, but everyone's awake. So they're like, fuck, how are we going to get into the yeah. apartment? And buildings? so, yeah. And so they're hiding like along the side of a building being like, well, how are we going to get break back into the dorms? And that's when Reed notices that there's red and blue lights flashing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh no. And so boys are like, it's boy time. We gotta go investigate. So the boys like run up to the, these police cars that are there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Reed's looking around, like everyone like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And then Josh comes back and he's ghost time. Ghost time. After boy time comes ghost, ghost time. time. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, Reed, Thomas is dead. They found his body. Oh, my God. Right? And that's how the book ends. Okay, so Thomas is dead. Yes. And this is where I want to go back and finally yes. reveal to you oh. all the note that he wrote. Listeners, that's a little uh, plant and repeat. I don't know what to call that. Like a little. It's a plant and repeat. <laughs> so this is the note. Laura and I think that there's something suspicious something's about Thomas up, is Something's dead. up. Dear Reed. I'm leaving tonight. I don't know what else to do. A friend of mine knows of this holistic treatment thing where they don't require parental permission. I'm not going to tell you where it is because I don't want you or anyone else trying to find me. I want to get better. And I don't think I can do that if I stay in touch with people in my life. Please don't be mad. It's better for you this way. You're too good for me. I'm shit for you. You know I am. I love you. I do. But you deserve better than me. So much better. I just need time. Some time on my own away from my parents and all the insanity. You understand. I know you do. You know me better than anyone. I love you so much, Reed, and I'll miss you more than you'll ever know. Love, Thomas. And we're supposed to believe that that was written by him? There is something fishy. No. 
And something's up here, and we're gonna get to the bottom of it. I am so excited. I'm really excited. Like, I, Mikey and I talked about this as we were, like, starting this book. It took us a minute to get through it, because it was just, like, it's so slow in the beginning, and I was like, who cares? And then by, like, the last 80 pages, I was like, yum, 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 give me more. I'm eating all of this up. And it comes full circle, because Thomas is dead, and on page 57 was that note that he left her, and I think he was murdered. I know what happens to Thomas, because I remember these books a little better than I remember than I thought I did because like that's why I think I thought like those things in the closets were planted because I was like I feel Mm -hmm. like I remember the plot that they like planted it for some reason so my brain forgets everything within a month and that's why we're good hosts of this podcast so my heart knows peace my brain forgets (laughs) (laughs) my brain remembers but my heart anxious as fuck Um, Maggie, do you want to do our top five? Yes. So, these women have put Reed through the trials and tribulations, and we have been talking about the five top things the Billings girls could do to make Reed finally not want to be their friend. Because I, you know, I feel like they went to extreme after extreme. Reed should not want to be these people's friend. No. But she still does. Why? For some reason. But, boy, have we come up with some reasons. I'll let you start, since yours, number five. Number five, a little implausible, but I think Reed would definitely stop being friends with them if they made Reed a mail-order bride and shipped her off to somewhere else to be married. Because I feel like that takes away a lot of her agency. I would be pissed if you were like, Laura, I got you married... Yeah. legally without without your knowledge I so mean, have she, fun this was her first time in boston her first time abroad she's gonna be a mail order wife fuck that's messed up that is yeah number four um we were discussing and we think that if noelle fucked her dad she might not want to be friends with them but this could also go both ways because she hates her mom yeah but she and she like loves noelle so maybe it'll be a jealousy thing like an oedipus thing yeah oh, fun <laughs> um number three if they got Reed kicked out of school. I feel like she would be freaking freaking pissed if she got pissed out, uh, thrown out of school. And she would definitely have to stop being friends with them because she wouldn't be at the school anymore. That is fair. Because as we learned from the first book, she does prioritize school. And as we learned from the second one, not so much. <laughs> That's um, called development. I know. Um, number two, uh, uh, they would have to kill Reed for Reed to stop being friends with them. Logical. Physically, it just makes sense. Exactly. You would, uh, somebody would stop being friends with someone if they were dead. Mm-hmm. Because they wouldn't be able to process That's a breach the of friendships. terms. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> you know when you read the terms and conditions with your friendship and you have to check the box that you agree? Yeah. It's a whole thing. Ugh. Uh, number one, they have to kill Thomas. They do. And I am so excited to end this episode and start reading the third because it has picked up so much. Yeah, I'm excited to see, I'm gonna, I know, I know who kills Thomas. I don't. I have a pretty good memory of what happens on that discovery. I so read eight I'm, of these books and I don't remember any of them. I read eight of them and I definitely remember the first four and then I remember the next ones after that getting very weird. Ooh, spicy. I'm excited, but yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts, Maggie? Um, I have no closing thoughts except for I am excited to get started on the next book. No thoughts. Head MD. That's been our this episode of Yowie Reddit. We're going to go read Untouchable now. Mm -hmm. And we'll see you guys next time on our podcast. Bye. Goodbye.